Hello and welcome to the Yarniacs podcast, which we are recording on Wednesday, July 24th. This is episode 41 and I'm Gail. And I am Charlene. And we are recording at the Swift Stitch Yarn Store in Santa Cruz because it is summertime here in Santa Cruz and our children are home, <laughs> which make this a slightly loud ambient noise recording area, but home is even louder. Yes, so please absolutely. excuse the happy voices you hear in the background, which are fellow knitters downstairs. And people happily picking their yarn purchases. Yeah, so who doesn't make happy good. noises in a yarn store? Yeah. <laughs> so here we are. It's been quite a while since Charlene and I actually last saw each other. So we've been yes. catching up off mic and now we'll catch up, catch up on mic. But before we get into what we are wearing, we have some thank yous. First, Cindy, who is Cozy Couch on Ravelry, sent us some beautiful handmade project bags. Thank you so yes, much, Cindy. Thank They're you. beautiful. I just got mine today. Gail handed them to me when she came in, and we just love them. They're we really gorgeous. Do. Very cute. And thank you for the extra one for a prize. Yes, she, I mistakenly didn't read the wrapped bags inside the package very well. Cindy actually sent a good-sized project bag that is currently holding the start of my easy folded poncho for each of us and then in a separate bag there were three smaller project bags one each for me and for charlene and then one for a giveaway so, so i feel very very special yeah and we also have a huge thank you for michelle who is eviston michelle on ravelry she not only has donated a skein of yarn as a prize for the colors of fall knit along but she also very generously gave us a wonderful donation which we really appreciate <laughs> we michelle. do appreciate thank you so much for anyone who has recently tried to listen to one of our episodes specifically 20 39 or 40 and been unable to access it we just got an email early yesterday morning which was the 23rd Third. stating that we have exceeded the bandwidth rules for our service hoster so that was good news in terms of our popularity not so good news in terms of accessibility so we have spent the last almost 48 hours now changing our server providers from one company to another and if you have ever been so inclined to donate, it would be very appreciated right now because there were some unexpected costs with switching <laughs> to a different server provider. Well, I find the whole thing very strange because what service company kicks you off because you're using too much of their service? Generally, they would say, you're using too much of our service, pay us more money. Yeah, they, but... <laughs> they straight up said you're violating the the rules for bandwidth usage and they were supposed to give us 48 hours notice which they did not do so yeah, i find that whole exchange very odd it was odd we're moving on yes so, so anyway <laughs> again sorry for the technical difficulties thank you cindy and michelle and what are you wearing charlene what am i wearing i am wearing my low tide cardigan which last episode i believe i had just finished well i had i was working on it when we recorded the first part and then gail reminded me i had just finished it when we recorded the second part and i hadn't talked about it yet so i guess i will talk about it right now the low tide cardigan is a pattern by tin can knits and i got this pattern at the beginning of the year when they were doing a pattern giveaway for a day i believe that now it's a purchasable pattern I think on Ravelry. So. And the low tide cardigan is a lightweight, made out of fingering weight, open little cardigan with pointed drapey fronts that are knit on the bias. The back is knit straight, and then the fronts are knit on the bias to make the to create little long points in the front. So it's very cute different than anything that I have because of the bias fabric on the front and I knit mine out of Lorna's Laces Soulmate yarn in a tonal pink Lincoln Park colorway. I knit my fronts as one piece which is a modification from the pattern as written. The pattern as written intends the 
the sweater to be worn as a cardigan with button fronts that you open to put on and take off. I decided that I probably wouldn't be wearing it open anyway, so I decided to knit my front as one piece and I pull it on and pull it off to take it on and off. And I'm really happy with that modification. It's I really, really, really like cute. I would, that's so clever. I Very really clever. like it. I put tiny little buttons that I normally wouldn't be able to use probably with knit fabric because they probably wouldn't hold, stay closed. And I'm, I, I love the fact that I was able to use the cute little buttons. So I did put buttons down the front. So it has the look of an open a cardigan that you of a can open. Cardigan, right. but I pull it on over my head. <laughs> I'm really happy with the way it, it wears. I love the yarn, the Lorna's Laces Soulmate. I think I talked about that last episode. Yes, it she has did. The, the fiber content. Yes, the unusual fiber content. But I'm really happy with it, and I think I will be wearing that one a lot. Yay! It's so cute too. It's yeah. absolute flamingo yeah. pink colors. Yeah, <laughs> which I love. I love 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 yeah. flamingos. How about you, Gail? What are you wearing? I am wearing a finished object as well. I'm wearing the Marion cardigan, which is by Andy Satterland. It is a for purchase pattern on Ravelry, knit with worsted weight yarn, and I used Quince and Company Lark. My first time using a Quince and Company yarn, and I love this yarn. Feel how squishy and happy that is. Oh, it is. I used the Very Lupine nice. colorway, which is a lighter purple than what Charlene is winding by hand at this specific moment. I really, I really <laughs> like that color. It's a Charlene color for it sure. Is. It's just a beautiful Lupine purple. And this sweater is knit from the top down. It is cropped, and it has set in sleeves that you pick up and then you knit with short row shaping at the top and i have found that these are one of my new favorite sleeve constructions i think they look really good on me it's the same sleeve construction as my lar cardigan so i really like the look this also has a nice cable detail down the front of the sweater where it buttons and then you pick up to knit a button band slash neck band and when i wore it Today, Charlene didn't realize it was my FO because I did not have it buttoned, which is an interesting story. <laughs> I had my four buttons sitting on my coffee table with all of my other yarny goodness, which is where I knit in the evening. Yeah. And my rotten family sits there too using the family <laughs> computer. And when I went to put on my buttons yesterday, I could not find all of them. And I said, okay, who knocked my buttons off the table? Wasn't me, oh, chorus is the whole yeah. family. So after we all spent a long time looking, I found three of them and decided that I wasn't going to sew them on until I found all four in case yeah. I didn't find all four. Did you look and in the vacuum? No, because Mike said he hadn't vacuumed in a while. Oh. So you know where I found it? Where? The bottom of my knitting needle bag, which sits oh. right there next to the couch. It so got it bumped fallen off, off into my into bag. Into the bag. I have had that happen before where something that I have been looking for has ended up in my knitting bag. Actually, it happens more frequently than it should. Kids, <laughs> than it should. And it happens with the kids' things, too. They have these Nerf darts, and every once in a while, oh, yeah. when I'm cleaning out my bag, I'll find Nerf darts in my bag. Or... That has happened to me, too. But it was so funny because Max was sitting at the computer playing some silly game, and I, this was 35 minutes after I'd asked him if he knew where my buttons were. And he said, oh, no, I would never knock your things off the table. I'm sitting there watching him. He moved the mouse. As his arm moves to the right, he knocked three of my things off the table. And I looked at him and I said, how often do you not knock my things off the table? Oh, I never do things like that, Mommy. It's like, oh, yeah, right. So that is the story of why my buttons are not yet sewn on. But like I said, I did find number four today, and they will be sewn on very soon. But Yay. great pattern, extremely well-written. I enjoyed knitting it a lot. Because it's cropped and worsted weight yarn, it went really quickly. And the only mods I made were I knit less ribbing at the bottom because with my custom fit no fit to flatter mm -hmm. knit to flatter i keep getting the name of that class <laughs> amy herzog's knit to flatter class craftsy i've determined that i should have less finishing at the bottom of my sweater probably doesn't apply to a cropped sweater more if it's hitting me at hip level but i still did less ribbing and i didn't continue the cable into the ribbing which is what the pattern says to do. Oh. And I didn't put cabling into the ribbing of the sleeve either. I just yeah, did regular just did ribbing. ribbing. 
I thought it would be lost nice. if I did it. So, but yeah, I really enjoyed very, it. Very Super nice. quick and love the color. And That's I think I'll definitely get a, lot of use a out color of it. I would wear. It is, isn't it? It's so funny. I've been doing a lot of purple and pink. No, yeah. pardon me, purple and blue. I've been attracted to a lot lately, yeah. which is interesting. Yeah. So that's what I'm wearing. And what okay. are you stocking? What am I stocking? Well, there's been a new magazine that came out that seems to have a very popular sweater on the cover because it's been on the Ravelry hot list for about a week now. And it's called Ginny's Cardigan. Ah. Oh. Ginny Weasley. And the magazine is the unofficial Harry Potter Knits magazine. And the cute thing about this cardigan is the owl motifs down the back. I'm, I really like that. I, I tend to like owls, and owls have been popular popularized because of Harry Potter. So, very sweet. Didn't you even fashion your Colors of Fall look that you posted in the oh, middle along with an owl with necklace? Oh, I posted it with an owl necklace, yeah. yes. <laughs> I did because I have a inexpensive little owl yep. necklace that Very I purchased. Cute. Yeah, and I've made I've made the Kate Davies sweat owl sweater. Right. Yeah. And I've used that motif for hats and coffee cup cozies. So I really like the owl. So a cardigan with an owl, very very attractive to me. <laughs> I'm not sure. I think it's the only pattern that I really liked that I've noticed so far from the magazine. I'll have to take a look at the magazine. So I'm not sure I would actually purchase the magazine for one pattern. But a lot of a lot of the times these patterns will be available later to purchase individually. But we shall see. The second thing I am stocking is unusual. It's called Army of Caterpillars by <laughs> Miranda Harp. And it's a cute baby it could be a cute baby toy. Or a doorstop, because <laughs> they're long, little, stuffed caterpillars. Aww. And the thing that I caught my eye about this pattern is because the photography for the fo pattern photos is done so well. The caterpillars are in rainbow colors. She has about five or six of them all pictured in rainbow colors. And then each caterpillar subsequently has an extra segment so they get longer and longer and they're all standing one on top of the other so they get bigger and bigger and they're in Aww. these rainbow colors and it's just really nicely photographed so you notice it and it's a, it's a cute little pattern I don't know if if I would I, I think I would be tempted to make one for a doorstop <laughs> well yeah you and I kind of don't have any babies to knit for? Not right now. Yeah. yeah, we really don't. I have, yeah, I have my son's teachers, and your son's teachers have had babies. Yeah, Miss Kai had one right. a couple years and ago. Then, yep. So, but I don't have anybody right now. But it, it was a very cute little pattern, so I noticed it. And then the third thing that I'm stocking is the Nanook sweater by Ooh. Heidi Kiermeyer. I think I might have matched that up with the dream and color yarn oh, that i bought nice. several months ago i guess now i was going to say weeks but it's probably months at this point i think that that might be a nice choice for that yarn i'm thinking <laughs> i love that sweater it's very, yeah i do too cozy, that one has, santa cruz that one has been on my radar for a long time and on my wish list and um a couple weeks ago uh listener gave that pattern to me as a a present thank you present so i'm very happy to have hopefully matched that one up and she gave me the vitamin d oh, cardigan oh, both thank of us you got Heidi yes we did it. thank you we didn't ask if we could mention your name on the podcast <laughs> right so. which is why I you know did who it. you are yes. we appreciate it yes and then the fourth thing that i am stocking is the buttony and boxy sweater by Hohilo Catelli, which Gail has already cast on, and I am thinking about knitting, although I am currently knitting the boxy sweater. So I have to consider that. If I really want to knit another boxy sweater right away, and also if I don't think I have something from Stash, so it would mean another yarn purchase right now, stocking stocking so at this point it's it's just something i'm stocking 
How about you, Gail? What are you stocking? I am stocking two items in particular, which are new patterns. The first one is Black Mamba. It is a bracelet pattern. It's brand new. Just came out yesterday. By Rachel Frank, who is Tiny Geek Crafter on Ravelry. And she is also the hostess of the Knit Me Happy podcast. And it's a $2.99 downloadable pattern on Ravelry. And it's basically just an I-cord type bracelet that you can either make in the length to wrap around once with a clasp or wrap around multiple times. And it has a lovely addition of beads. So I bought the pattern last night. I strung on the beads and I will be knitting that for my mother because her birthday is in two days. So yeah, her birthday is in two days and my aunt's birthday is tomorrow. So if it's as quick as I hope it is, depending (laughs) on the length I knit them, I can give each of them a matching bracelet for their birthdays. Well, let me know, because I think that would make a nice gift knit. I think so, too. So I'm super excited about that one. So that went from stalking to almost a work in progress in less than 24 hours. So the name. Black Mamba. She said her description is, if you look at it, on one side you see the beads, and it reminded her of the shiny underbelly of a snake. Oh, and okay. the other side is just the yarn, so you oh, can wear okay. it beads up or beads down. Well, you say Black Mamba to me, and I think of Kobe Bryant. <laughs> oh, no. She was also saying something about one of her many cats. And oh, okay. They have one who they who they jokingly call that or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. There was a reference to one of her cute cats, too. See, I'm bas- I have basketball on the brain. You do? To me, I think of Kobe Bryant. So, <laughs> so it's a reference in, I never would have I'll make one in Laker colors. <laughs> so that's the first thing I am stalking, and I'm really happy about that one. And the second, oh, I've been excited about this sweater since she released it in Norwegian, the language, because she's from Norway. Anne, who is the Needle Lady, is her Ravelry shop, released the Angry Sheep Jacket, and it's a cardigan sweater that I adore. It is striped, it's in sport weight yarn, and it's yoke construction and has little sheep all the way around the yoke. It's (laughs) adorable. It's so adorable. And I happen to have some sport in Baltic in my stash, Uh... and I think I might have enough silver fox also to do the stripes maybe so i would only have to find one short bit of the contrasting color and if i didn't have so many things already on my knitting to-do list i would have cast that on already she emailed me yesterday to say because i asked her please ear burn me when it's available in english and she did but i can't cast on immediately it's just so cute (laughs) i've loved it since the second she released it about a month ago that's been in the top patterns too i think for quite a while now So most of you who stalk those patterns like I do have probably seen it. (laughs) So those are the two things I'm actively stalking. I'm pretty much knitting. So what are you knitting? Well, the main thing that I have been working on intensely to the exclusion of everything else is the aforementioned boxy sweater. Boxy is the pattern by Hohilo Catelli. She pulled it out a few minutes ago and I was stunned. (laughs) I cannot believe how much she has finished so quickly. And this is my entry for the Colors of Fall 2013 knit along that we have talked about. And I am knitting mine in a colorway called William Morris, which is mostly tones of brown like the carafe in the color pantone color chart and then it has these little hints of green which are like the emerald in the pantone color chart but the brown is tonal and gail and i were saying that when you look at the whole sweater piece laid out it almost looks coppery because copper gets that green patina on Mm -hmm. it after a while old copper and so it kind of looks like old copper in all of the different tonal variations and some green but bright copper too it has copper too yeah like glints of new penny mixed with older like pennies pennies. of lots of different (laughs) ages it's just beautiful yeah so i'm very happy with the way this colorway is turning out because if you'll recall I have had this yarn for a while, but it's been hard for me to pick up and knit it because people ask, oh, what color are you going to make that sweater? And I say brown and brown, brown just sounds boring, but the sweater doesn't look boring. So I'm really happy. (laughs) I'm just really happy because, you know, brown is one of those colors that 
is so maligned and people say, oh, brown. And, and there are lots of people that love brown too, but sometimes it's just, it's not bright pink. It's not neon. It's not, you know, it's not purple. <laughs> but it'll Doesn't go with have anything and you can accent it that way. I well, think even and a bright purple would look really pretty. With well, that. I remember my little, I put a, a collage. I don't know what you call it. A little styling collage yeah, in our group. that I created in Polybore in one of the threads in our Ravel, on our Ravelry group. And I put it with jeans and a purple messenger bag because mm-hmm. I have a purple namaste bag and then brown boots because I have brown boots. So I think that that will probably be the way that I photograph it if it cools off enough for me to put on those clothes. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly not going to be anytime soon around here. Right, right. And then the second thing I am still working on, I think I've only put two rows on it in the last two weeks, is the afternoon tea shawl that I am knitting in Spud and Chloe Fine. And the afternoon tea shawl is from Knitty. Not this not this summer, but last summer. And I apologize, I did not write the designer's name down but I will put that in the show notes and I should take a in-process photo of that as well and then the third thing that I don't think I have picked up in the last two weeks at all is the askew shawl by Lisa Much so oh. that's kind of on the back burner for now I'm still really excited about that shawl absolutely love it but it just you know how that goes <laughs> Boxy intoxicated me, and I've been knitting on Boxy, and I'll pick up a skew again soon. I love that when you get so swept away by a knit yeah. that it's all you wanted. It <laughs> yes, in. yes, exactly. And I was also trying to finish that because Gail and I have the test knit coming up, and I want a somewhat clean plate for that. So. What are you knitting, Gail? I'm knitting all the things. <laughs> I went from, you know, not really being interested in knitting sweaters so much to, oh, that's oh right. my gosh, to I'm knitting all the knitting sweaters all, all the at sweaters. the same time. Yeah. So first thing that's I'm knitting true. in my hand this very moment is the Julissa Pullover, which is by Vanessa Smith. And I'm knitting it with my Western Sky Knits Magnolia Worsted in the Forest Night colorway. And is that beautiful or what? And sorry for the tapping. My little stitch marker keeps banging into things. (laughs) It is the most beautiful deep forest green with flecks of emerald, the Pantone color of the year. So this is one of my colors of fall knit along projects. And I love it. It's a really, really fun knit. It is knit from the top down. You start with ribbing because it is a boat neck. I chose the boat neck. There's also a scoop neck version. And there is a lace and cable panel that runs down the front of the sweater and an identical cable pattern that runs down the center of the sleeves. It is really fun to knit. The back is just plain and it's knit in the round. So it's just um, knit stitches, knit stitches, knit stitches for the back. And I'm going to modify this. Again, I'm going to knit less ribbing like I did for my Marion cardigan Mm -hmm. because this sweater has about five inches of ribbing at the bottom and I don't want to attract that much attention to my hips. So I will (laughs) knit less ribbing. And I think I may knit the sleeves a slightly different length than they are written in the pattern. I also did change the increases for the raglan. She has knit front and back for the increases at the raglan shaping. And I am doing a different kind because I like to look better. So those are the modifications I've made so far. It's not difficult lace and it is not a difficult cable. So I wouldn't say so far, and I've only, I'm about halfway through the yoke, I would say, before I separate for sleeves. It's not difficult. So if you are familiar with sweaters, I'm sure that pretty much all sweater knitters could knit this no problem. Also, love the yarn base. Not only is it a beautiful color, the base is squishy. It has excellent stitch definition. So the cables and the lace are popping. They're dark and I don't usually do cables in a dark color, but oh my goodness, it's just spectacular. So I'm really, really happy with this. Hopefully I will like it on as much as I like it holding it in my hands. (laughs) The second sweater I'm knitting is the boxy and buttony. It's a Pattern by Hohi that is not available yet. I am actually test knitting and it she's predicting it will be available late August and that could change based on other things she has going on. However, I am knitting mine in 
Madeline Tosh Tosh Merino Light in the Oceana colorway, which is a bright, bright, vibrant tonal turquoise. Not one of the Pantone colors, unfortunately. (laughs) (laughs) But it's gorgeous. It's just, it's really, really a pretty color. And Boxy and Buttony is very similar to the Boxy sweater, but it has some different design elements. And you can look at Hohe's finished project page and see that she... It's called boxy and buttony because it actually has buttons that start at the top of the shoulders and go down the sides of the sleeve. So that's one of the pretty little design elements. So that's another work in progress. And I also have cast on for the Nazki leg warmers, which I've talked about in so many episodes. That is a pattern by Monica Sierna, and it is from the Nitty First Fall 2013 episode, not episode, issue. (laughs) And I am knitting that in my Madeline Tosh DK Twist yarn in the title Basin colorway, which is again in the emerald tonal zones for the Pantone fall colors. So that would qualify for our knit along as well. And one thing that I cast on, but all I did was cast it on and I haven't knit a single another little bit of it, is the easy folded poncho. I did cast it on because it is the rich berry colorway and it is vivacious it is definitely that color that's going to be a perfect fall garment it is especially for my wardrobe so i am now knitting in the emerald and the vivacious colorways for the fall knit along and i also am ready to cast on for the aniron tunic which i talked about a couple episodes ago i'm swatched i have everything put in a project bag but i can't knit that with everything else i'm doing but that will be the samba colorway and i have the turbulence colorway (laughs) that i want to knit for the miette cardigan which is the one i knit a long time ago but gave to melissa Uh because it didn't quite fit me another andy satterland pattern so if i had all the time in the world to knit i would have four different things that i'm knitting for our knit along just saying (laughs) i've been the the sweater bug has reclaimed me it has and then think you'll be right on trend for fall well i hope so because i also have the custom fit test knit that we have going on too but i'm using another turquoise yarn for that it doesn't (laughs) fall into the pantone fall colors but i love it the color that i i realized that i that's acai oh you think oh yeah she's holding a purple color in her hand right now see i see this is more blue purple than deep purple i see it as a jewel purple Hmm. you and i always do that you see more blue in them than i do it's fascinating how the human eye sees color. Well, people do people. see colors differently. I know. My husband oh. can't see them. Either, so. <laughs> so, yeah. So, on to what have we finished? What have I finished? Okay. You heard about the low tide. That was my my big finish for this time period because the only other thing that I have done is my swatch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we had to do big swatches. We had to do big swatches, at least six by six, for the Amy Herzog custom fit test knit that we are starting, I believe, next, next week. Monday. Yeah. So my swatch is washed and blocked and a little bit larger than six inches because I ended up testing three needle sizes. I wasn't sure what needle size that I would like the fabric and in this case, if you, most, well, I shouldn't say, but a lot of times you find a pattern that you like, you find a yarn that you like, that you think will go with the pattern, you pick up your needles, and you figure out what needle size you will need to get gauge for the specific pattern that you have. In this case, I'm doing it differently, since I there is no pattern, I have a yarn that I want to knit with and I started with the needles and I knit three needles knit a swatch out of three needle sizes and what I'm doing is picking the fabric that I like best so a little different process but I'm going to take pick pick the fabric that I like best take that needle size and that swatch information and then that is what I will use, that gauge that I get from my, the swatch that I like is what I will use for the test knit. And so, we've learned a little bit more about that test knit since we last recorded. It is indeed a program wherein you put in your gauge information. 
So you knit a gauge swatch and then you plug that information into the software along with your measurements. So if you have taken the Knit to Flatter class or seen that book by Amy Herzog, you'll be somewhat familiar with the measurements that you'll plug into the software. But you plug that information in, then there is a database type of back engine that has different sweater styles, open front, pullover, v-neck, crew neck, etc. There will be quite a list to choose from. And you tell the software what type of sweater you want to knit given your measurements and your gauge, and it produces the pattern for you. So that is what we'll be testing, and because we're in one of the first testing groups, we actually are going to be doing less functionality, you might say, than what the software will provide when it's finished. Or so, less functionality will be available to, to us. us. That's right. what I meant to say, right. <laughs> so in the end, the software itself will be more, it will have more to choose from than what we can right. choose from right now right. is what I'm trying to say. Right. So the yarn that Charlene picked is a beautiful, I think, royal deep jewel purple, but you think it's a blue purple. I think it's the acai colorway from the fall Pantone colors. That sounds fine to me. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, I say you know, it qualifies. It's, it's one of those colors that is, I think I talked about it's it. Almost it's almost heathered, isn't it? blue, purple, blue, purple. Well, actually, the, the yarn that I talked about that was blue, purple was the other yarn yeah. that I purchased the meadow. when we were on our yarn, yarn crawl. crawl. But this Although different, looks different, it kind of has the same quality to me that in different lighting situations it will look different. Yep. And but that is... Purple. I'm going with purple. The Shepherd's website, Wool. Shepherd's Wool. The website lists it in their purples, on their purples page. So I'm going yep. with purple. And I'll be using my brand new Elfin Tweed by Knit One Crochet 2 for my test knit, which I've already swatched with. I did two <laughs> needle sizes as well, and I yeah. think I like the larger size. Yeah. So mine's a fingering weight yarn, so yeah. way to go, Gail. Pick the, you know. <laughs> well, initially I was going to do fingering weight too, and then... Do it, do it. Well, now that I've swatched with this, I'm thinking that this is going to be a really nice all-purpose cardigan. It will so be. It will I'm be. really excited to knit something with it. All right. So what... Have you finished? Okay, I've finished three things. So I already mentioned my Marion cardigan, mm -hmm. so I don't need to go into more detail about that, except for, again, to say that I love it. <laughs> I also finished my Wild Cherry Shawl by Melissa Goodale. I used my Juicy Sport yarn by Candy Skein Yarns in the Brain Freeze colorway, and it turned out so pretty. I meant to bring it to show you. It's really, really pretty. I will definitely knit that one again. And speaking of the Wild Cherry Shawl, our very first finished object has appeared in our knit along thread, and it I is saw the wild it, cherry and it's a shawl. Wild cherry shawl, and it was really. It's beautiful. Pretty. It's knit by Kay, who is Bryony Bear on Ravelry. Hi, Kay, and she knit hers with Malabrigo Arroyo in yeah. the English rose yeah. colorway. It's beautiful. <laughs> it is, it really it's is. really pretty. One of my favorite yarns. In my one of my favorite colorways. Yeah, score. <laughs> so congratulations, Kay. And that again is my second FO. And I also finished my biggest Booga bag, which is a pay for pattern on Ravelry by Julie Anderson, which I knit with Patton's classic wool. And I did stripes. I did gray, hot pink, and a little bit of off white. And you knit held double. I used up over 900 yards of yarn that had been in my stash, <laughs> stash and buster. then you felt it and it's awesome it's it big is. it holds Very cute. as much as i wanted to hold Very i cute. came here today with my laptop the giant microphone all of my notes a package for charlene and something else all shoved in here it was yeah. kind of too heavy to wear over my shoulder that way but it definitely holds it all and it's not going to break. It it's held felted it all and, it's and it was so cute that I was paying attention and giving attention to the bag and didn't even notice the sweater. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's why you didn't notice the Marion cardigan. Because <laughs> I was really looking at the bag. It's very cute. And because it's a felted project and you knit it on large needles with two skeins of, or two threads of yarn held double, two, mm -hmm. two pieces of yarn. Right. I'm not using the right word, but you get what I'm saying. It Two just, strands. Strands, thank you. <laughs> it went really quickly. The only part that was super tedious was the I-cord that you do for the straps because you knit like seven feet of I-cord yeah. and it takes forever. But yeah. other than that, loved it. Super fun knit. 
So highly recommend that one too. Excellent. Yeah. In today's episode, we also are going to do a recap of our knit along because we're so excited. We are so stoked about the knit along. (laughs) And we have two book reviews, but we're going to do the knit along update first. So I already mentioned that Kay, Bryony Bear, is our first FO in the knit along. And she knit the wild cherry shawl. Very pretty. And prize recap. So yes, since we the have last lots episode, of prizes. lots of prizes. <laughs> so Kim from this Western Sky Knits is going to give one winner a skein of DK weight Western Sky Knit yarn that she yeah. is going to dye. Jenny, who is Frenny on Ravelry, is donating one of her project bags. She has a new Etsy store. It's Etsy.co.uk or something, but the name of the store is. This is so in the bag, and so is spelled S-E-W. Oh, really cute bags, so definitely check her out. Thank you, Jenny. We have a beautiful skein of socks that rock medium weight in the Bleeding Hearts colorway and an accompanying sock pattern donated by Blue Moon Fiber Arts. Mm-hmm. We have a pattern donated by Hohi Locatelli. We have a pattern donated by Louise O'Neill, who is Impeccable Knits on Ravelry. She will either give you one of her self-published electronic patterns or the hard copy book called In Tune, which is where my Aniron pattern is located. So I contacted her and said, I'm going to be knitting this far (laughs) knit along, and she was fabulous. We also have a copy of Alana Dacos's Botanical Knits. That's an electronic version of that book. And we have a skein of Grant Creek Yarns Cushy Merino, Donated by Michelle Evanston. Michelle. So, so far, seven prizes. And I have a feeling there will be even more. So, there has been fabulous interest in the Knit Along. I am just so thrilled at how exciting this is. I am really stoked about this, too. And I am enjoying the conversations we are having so much. Everybody's talking about color. It's just really enabling. Yes, it is. My (laughs) cue has already grown. My cue, hearing about people's fun projects that they find, but mostly about color. I'm really excited to hear that there are people that are trying new colors. Yes. And people are excited about just looking at their wardrobes in general. And I have to say, I'm not usually a person who looks at trends Mm -hmm. that much. Me neither. I can't say why. Perhaps it's because we live in Santa Cruz and everything here is either flip-flops or... (laughs) Or dance go gloves. Yes, exactly. Or rug boots. Yeah, so I, perhaps that's it. I don't know, but this is the first time in a long time that I am consciously thinking about putting together an outfit for a future season. So it's really fun. I'm yes, having a I'm, good time with it. So am I. I haven't checked Polyvore yet, but I'm definitely <laughs> going to be doing that soon. Last week I was able to take a couple days off with the kids and go up to spend some days with my other best friend in Tahoe. And she is just a fashionista, fashionista, that's how I would describe (laughs) Melissa. And she has all the fashion magazines, et cetera, and she handed me a stack of them last Uh, week and said, here you go. And I said, oh my gosh, I could put together a little (laughs) outfit. So she's going to help me when the time actually comes to help style because I lack the skills. (laughs) But we're super excited. We are. And we're so glad that you, our listeners, have embraced this concept so wholeheartedly and and welcomed it so easily. Yeah, and if you're thinking about it, <laughs> jump in on the forum because it's been really inspiring. It has been. And the thread for the Knit Along chat has grown really quickly. And there's a lot of messages there. And don't worry if you haven't participated. Don't worry about catching up. Just jump in wherever you happen to be. Because I have that problem in a lot of threads in in other groups as well. I think, oh, I can't go back and read the messages from the beginning. And don't worry, you don't have to, because a lot of it is people posting pictures of their yarn saying, hey, how does this work for the knit along? Or what do you guys think of this sweater or that sweater? And that conversation may have passed and the person may have picked a sweater and they're knitting it or they've picked a yarn. So just jump in wherever you happen to come in on the thread. No worries. <laughs> yeah, when I woke up this morning, there were 31 new posts. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness, exactly. this is so exciting. So it's fun. And I just, yeah, I have that problem where I don't want to go back and read 
threads, but I don't want to then jump in thinking I will have missed something. So I just want to put people at ease and say, jump in whenever. Yep. Don't feel obligated, but <laughs> it is fun if you have time to check it out. Right. So okay. that is the recap of the Knit Along. Yay! Yes. Now we have two books we want to review, which were both donated by the Cooperative Press. These books are both independently published by well-known knitting designers, and they are both, how Charlene and I described it is, these two people both have very specific personal interests, which they have brought to bear on their right. knitting. So right. it makes it two very interesting books. So the first one is History on Two Needles mm -hmm. by Annie Modisette. And the inside quote was, exploring art history through modern hand knits. So she actually, obviously, is interested in art history. Right. And she segmented the book into four sections based on different periods in art history. There's ancient, medieval, renaissance, and Victorian. The ancient section, which is the first, she said that her three inspirations are full-bodied statues. And the quote I liked was, none of the women represented are weak. <laughs> it was just these Egyptian statues that were robust, voluptuous women who really look strong. You know, there's no, they haven't been minimalized in any way. They're robust. And I really liked that. So was there anything in that section that stood out to you particularly? You know, there are 17 designs in the book and... I'm not even sure. I wrote down one name, and I think it's from medieval period. It was the Lady Margaret Embroidered Scarf. That was from medieval. Okay. Yes. And the reason I liked that is because it's got the embroidery on top of the knitting, and I liked the, the two crafts coming together. And that's the one that I particularly liked. Yeah, she had, in each of the four sections, she was inspired by something very specific in the art world, a specific portrait, a specific statue, etc. And, for example, the Renaissance period, she was inspired by the tu pardon me, Tudor and Stuart <laughs> courts. And I am fascinated by the Tudors. I, yeah. And that to I me was, too. Like, I recognize so, some yeah. of those paintings, I recognize exactly. some of the people she's talking right. about. So for me, from a historical perspective, I'm not much of an art history buff. I don't personally get a lot out of art, unfortunately. I've never been trained to appreciate it. However, I do appreciate the historical aspects of mm -hmm. it. So I was fascinated, mm -hmm. especially by the Renaissance section of the book. I mean, she has a jacket called the Pembro Pembroke jacket, which is inspired by Anne Boleyn, the Gloriana jacket, which is inspired by Elizabeth I, and there's another one inspired by James VI of Scotland, and there's one other, I can't read my own writing, but <laughs> it's very interesting the way that she has taken these famous pieces of art history and morphed them into a hand knit. And some of them right. look very challenging, very challenging. Well, and Gail and I were talking about it and we were saying that there are people who take pieces from the 60s, the 70s, or the 80s they like a certain look or just one certain piece and they'll hang on to it and wear it currently with contemporary clothing. And we were saying that this is sort of the same thing. It's not a vintage piece because this historical period is too far back for people to be wearing vintage pieces from it, but you are recreating a piece from that time and place. So it's it's kind of interesting, you know, if you've ever gotten a piece from the 60s or the 70s and the 80s and then worn it with your contemporary clothing, it's kind of the same thing. So I thought that was kind of fun. Yeah, it's, and I think that the same could be true about the second book. So the second book we are reviewing is What Else Would Madame Defarge Knit, yes. which is by <laughs> Heather Ordover. Right. You may recognize that name from the fabulous podcast known as Craft, Craft Lit, Lit, one of my all-time favorites. Yes. If you haven't checked out Craftlet. I highly recommend it if you are into classical literature in any way whatsoever. I am currently listening to her back episodes of The Tale of Two Cities, oh, okay. specifically because of our review of this book. <laughs> I somehow managed to get through high school and college without ever once reading Dickens. Oh, I don't wow. know how I did it. I think I focused on the more romantic 
authors and huh. managed to avoid. Yeah. I should say managed. Yeah. I shouldn't say managed, but to me, he's never been particularly interesting. Yeah. But I am enjoying the tale of two yeah. cities. So, yeah. Good. and she Good. has fabulous podcasts. So check it out. So what else would Madame Defarge knit is the second book in the Madame Defarge series that is edited by Heather Ordover. And this book contains 28 patterns inspired by classic literature. The interesting thing is that it also contains essays about the book or the character or something that inspired the knit piece. And the essay is by the designer. Right, right. I should add that as well. So one of the examples is, let's see, here we have a pattern that is inspired by Little Women, and the designer also wrote an essay about her inspiration from the book and the little shawl that she created that was inspired from, I can't remember which character... Oh, I think it's Beth. That's Beth. I think so, too. Yes. Right. <laughs> How could I forget that? Because I, I read that one. Little Women is one of my favorites. I love that books. book, yeah. too. Right? <laughs> and I listened to the whole series on Craftlet as well. Oh, yes. It was very I have fun. to. I yep. have to. But I did have several favorites from this book. I liked the little Ben Weatherstaff's friend, which is a little stuffed bird. I like liked the lady is a ninja <laughs> it was a cowl, and it covers your head like a ninja hat would. But is that a snood? I wrote down snood, oh, but I don't know what it's actually called. I don't know. Maybe hood is better. I always I think of hood know. as it would drape around it's your shoulders. It's a hood cowl combo. Maybe yeah. that is a snood. I'm I don't know. Really That's sure. just what I wrote down. And then we both liked the Anna Makarovna socks. Yes, those are really cute. They're just a little anklet with a turned-over lace cuff. They're yeah. really pretty, simple yeah. and pretty. So neither of these books have a lot of projects yet on Ravelry, but it's worth looking at the Ravelry index for the books because on Ravelry you can click on the book title mm -hmm. for one of the patterns and then you'll see the little index of all the patterns that are available which we were both saying we would have appreciated having a photo index on the PDF files. Yeah, so in the actual ebooks, because these are ebooks that we reviewed, oh, right. and they are PDF, and it would have been really nice had there been a photo index as part of the table of contents, because right. then, you know, visually that's much right. easier to navigate. So that's why I say go look at the book in Ravelry. In, in Ravelry, because then you'll be able to see all of the patterns, like it were a pattern index. Yeah, and the <laughs> patterns, I would like to say that the patterns in What Else Would Madame Defarge Knit are much more modern looking, as opposed yes. to the Annie Modisette yes. book. She intentionally styled them after ancient history or art history. So hers are more, I don't want to call them dated, but they have a historical They're, feel to them. They fit into the historical Period, context. right. Yeah. But the ones in Heather's book they have everything from dolls to shawls. There's an eyeglass case. There are several mitts, blankets, sweaters. There's a dress, a huge variety of different projects. There is also color work and lace and cables. There's a big variety of design elements. There is an Annie Modisitz book as well. Mm -hmm. The other thing in What Else Would Madame Defarge Knit that I actually want to knit are the Miss Jane Bennett Fingerless Ball Gloves. Mm -hmm. They're really, really pretty. <laughs> they are. Extremely feminine. They are lace and beads and just lusciousness. Completely impractical mm -hmm. for my life. <laughs> but as the title states, they are ball gloves, so you really would want to wear them to just look pretty and feminine. Right. Very pretty, pretty mitts. And if you have read any of the books that the essays come from, you will probably enjoy reading the essays as well. Yes, and if you've read any classic literature, you've read some of the books that the essays right. are inspired by because there is everything from Anne of Green Gables to Pride and Prejudice, Jane Austen, Emma Jane Tolstoy. Austen, The Odyssey, Homer, yeah. Little Princess, Frances Hodgson Burnett, um, Miss Marple Mysteries, Agatha Christie. Yeah, there's a huge representation of Moby literature. Moby Dick, Herman Melville. 
It's really impressive, actually. And Nathaniel Hawthorne's Scarlet Letter. Yeah, it is. It's fun. It's yeah. really fun because you can look and try to see if you know what inspired each knit piece. It's kind of fun. One of them was easy from the section called Slip Into the Dark Side. There is a bag, and it has the Scarlet Letter on the front of it. So that oh. one was, <laughs> was easy, right? But yes, for the most yeah. part, there is... It's just fun. It's fun to look at them, read the essays, especially my favorite books that are referenced there. It's like, oh, cool, look what she did based right. on, you know, I love this character. And right. that was really a fun aspect of the book as well. Yeah, the Anne of Green Gables, the shawl is called Marilla's Shawl, which I enjoyed seeing because it was very, to me, very Marilla. <laughs> well, there were two things from Anne of Green Gables, Yeah, actually. there are. Yeah. There was the pattern Hester's Hope and then the Marilla's Shawl. And from the... Secret Garden book, didn't she knit, the designer chose to knit something that wasn't inspired by the main character? If I remember correctly. I don't remember. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so that was fun, too, that it wasn't always the main character yeah, that inspired yeah, the designer. Yeah. It was, well, Hester you know, wasn't a main character in the um, Anne of Green Gables book. She was just uh, somebody, a story that the main character, Anne, heard about. And then the, I believe the designer of Hester's Hope in her essay she mentioned how she had just always remembered and what was said about this Hester character and how that affected her. So I'm gonna have to read that book her. again I don't think I've read that since <laughs> elementary school so I don't uh, remember. That used to be Anne of Green Gables the series and then Little Women when I was growing up were books that I would look forward to rereading almost every summer. Mine was Gone with the Wind. Oh. <laughs> I have a hardback copy of Gone with the Wind that my grandmother gave me. Oh, neat. That has, I think, newspaper clippings in the front that she put oh, into it a neat. long time ago. Yeah. yeah, it was. I haven't reread that in so long. I should pull that out. Well, you know, I was thinking about <laughs> rereading Anne of Green Gables because Erin on the Double Knit podcast had mentioned oh, she did. the That's series right. that she enjoyed reading that over again every summer. And so I was thinking, oh, maybe I want to reread that this summer. And then when I read this essay, it's kind oh, of gosh, solidified that idea. Read along in the <laughs> to read Anne of Green Gables this summer. I think a lot of people have reread that. So See, and I don't think I ever have. That's strange <laughs> because I love to read. I am definitely a voracious reader. So, yeah. Okay, well, hopefully you if have enjoyed the reviews. Again, that was History on Two Needles by Annie Modisett. And What Else Would Madame Defarge Knit by Heather Ordover. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to our episode 41. We're super excited about the knit along and we'll be back in two weeks with hopefully more knitting. Happy knitting. Bye. You can find us on iTunes at Yarniacs Podcast. Visit our blog with show notes at yarniacs.com. We have a growing Ravelry group and you can follow us on Twitter at Yarniacs. Goodbye and good knits. <laughs>